Hello, wonderful people. This is one of the episodes that I record feeling a bit less than. And I'm feeling a bit less than because I'm going to share with you something that I know a lot of us struggle with. I hear my clients talking about this process. And so I'm sharing it because I really think that we need to be talking about this more. But I wish I was going to come across better in this story, shall I say. I've just spent the last 24 hours, should we say not at my best? Not at my best because I encountered that which a lot of us encounter when things have been the same for a while and we've started to, shall we say, panic about that? I'm working with a kind of four-year cycle myself. We talk about this internal clock quite a lot as TCKs and... To be fair, there's probably a sort of four-year, one-year alternating. I probably need to play with the maths a little bit more, but a lot of us can start to feel a bit of a rhythm around our, what some people have called um, restless tendencies or itchy feet syndrome. When the developing mind has grown up global and has grown up moving, then we begin to internally expect that rhythm to continue. In fact, we can notice it almost more by its absence. It's when when we break the pattern somehow, when, when life changes the rhythm, we start to feel this glitch in our matrix where, well... For a lot of us, and certainly for me, yesterday, a certain amount of crumbling goes on. And it's all very easy to rationalise. I've spent too long in this place, or I've spent too long on this project. Um, We start to question certain relationships, perhaps relationships that have annoyed us for quite a long time. Um, suddenly become intolerable. Um, Insecurities we've had suddenly invite us to reach for the nearest exit. In different areas of our lives. But the baseline feeling is a kind of fear predicated on feeling trapped or dislocated somehow. For me, this shows up as a stonking bad mood combined with the kind of tantrum that would put a two-year-old to shame. It's a kind of I shan't. That's a very English phrase. It's I shall not. I shan't do it. I won't. You can't make me. I won't go to the thing. I won't meet the appointment. I won't get up an adult. No. It's a desire to cancel everything, run away, 
start again. It might be accompanied by a sense of insecurity. I don't know what I thought I was doing. This was a terrible idea to do this project. I've been doing it too long. I've run out of steam. It needs to be changed. It needs new blood. Lots of ways of rationalising change. And the mind-bending element of this is that sometimes things do need to be switched up. Sometimes our rationale makes utter and complete sense, but the fear doesn't. And I want to just hone in on that fear. There was no reason on earth I needed to wake up afraid of my own life, afraid of all of its expectations, afraid of letting it down somehow, afraid of sameness. Except that that's how my brain developed, that's how a lot of your brains developed. I talk of the fear of the mundane a lot with TCKs. And if we dig a little under that surface, it's very easy to just pigeonhole that as a kind of, well, we like adventure, we like novelty. But ultimately, I see again and again what we're driven by is less a desire for the new and more a fear of the same. And I think that's a really important distinction to make. I remember hearing a TCK describe their need to move because they couldn't imagine staying here any longer. And that's what kind of coalesced the thought for me. Because I was hearing this again and again. It wasn't about there's this exciting new place and I want to go there so much that it was I can't stay here a moment longer. And I think that's what I was experiencing in my 24 hours of doom. And, and I think it's what I hear a lot of us experience in a variety of different ways. But ultimately, something will trigger it. It's either our internal clock or it's going away and coming back again. A lot of us don't have much experience of continuity upon return. We might not even have much experience of return Maybe we just kept going on to new different places. So some kind of continuity that demands a re-entering of a rhythm or a maintaining of a rhythm can get too much for us to process in our minds that have processed change, not sameness. Expectations, I think, is something useful to think about here. When we stay still, people expect us to keep showing up. People expect friendships to continue if there isn't a move to interrupt them. Do we know how to do that? Do we expect people to keep liking us after they've known us a few years? Or do we expect it to just end? somehow, for some reason. If we do, then 
then the weight of expectation on us to keep going, to keep going to the groups, to keep going to the classes, to keep meeting up for coffee, to keep on keeping on can feel so heavy. And then accompanying this, we might feel a sense of, well, at some point they'll work out who I really am. At some point they'll realise I'm actually not a great friend. At some point they'll realise they don't like me. And we feel the clock ticking on our friendships, on our relationships. Staying also requires a sense of identity maintenance. We can be really good at recreating ourselves, new hobby, new style of being, new way of dressing even in this place and that place. But when we stay, people expect continuity. When we stay, we have to keep being those things or we feel we must keep being those things to maintain our Well, the other term I use a lot is presentation management, the way we have managed how people should see us, except that performance can become really hard to hold on to for long. And it's not as if we're faking it, but we fear people seeing backstage. We fear the intimacy. We fear dropping the ball. If I'm the person who always hosts dinner parties and I go through a season of life where I can't be bothered or I'm not well enough or I've just gone off the idea and gone bored with it, will people still love me? Will people still know who I am? Will I still have a place in this community? If my identity evolves, if it shifts rather than I just move go away and start again somewhere else. And then of course sameness itself can feel stifling, sometimes because we've been outright told that it is. Sometimes we grew up in communities or in families that that mocked stability, that scorned sameness and repetition. Or perhaps we grew up with people who felt stuck and we swore we'd never be that way ourselves. We can fear sameness. Instead of seeing the reassurance of constancy, we just see being trapped. I was trying to share this strange sensation I was having after the fact to a friend who isn't a TCK. And she very wisely wrote to me in answer to my fear of sameness. And she said, even in the same place, with the same people, things evolve. And that really got me. (laughs) It's so simple. But I don't think I've ever believed that things just evolve. I believe I make things change and I believe change comes unbidden from out there. I believe change as a force imposed by me or on me. I don't tend to see it as just innate. I don't see it as 
happening slowly, gently, within a framework of continuity, that things can just adjust. I remember talking to a TCK fairly recently, actually, about the difference between rewriting our story and editing it. That it can feel so much easier to a TCK to rewrite the whole, start again, blank slate, than to edit, than to take what is already there and improve it and tweak it, add an extra word here or a better piece of vocabulary there, to adjust the punctuation or the rhythm of speech, to edit instead of rewrite everything. And of course that's the thing, isn't it? If every time we write something and it isn't quite right, we have to start over again. We only get so far in our writing. But if we learn to edit, we can progress, we can nudge our work by inches forward, we can start to attain greatness in our craft. If we're unwilling to edit and rewrites are our only option, then we're very limited. We have to get it right first time. And I think what a lot of us do as TCKs is we were serial writers of first drafts. We don't expect things to be tweakable, to just evolve over time. Luckily for me, I am aware enough of the TCK process and my own way that 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 shows up enough to not panic too much. Now, the people around me during my 24-hour tantrum probably would say otherwise, but it was actually quite a contained period of time. I slept a lot. I cried a bit, I stomped around a bit, I cancelled appointments, but here's something I am proud of. I figured out not to cancel everything. Just the day. In fact, just half the day, really. Because my all-or-nothing brain wanted a rewrite. And while I couldn't bring myself to do the sameness, to meet the expectations that I felt were on me that day. I needed a breakout moment. I needed a tantrum of no, to feel my power, to feel that I wasn't trapped. My young little brains sometimes need to remember that we're staying because of choice. I needed to remember that I'm staying in my life because of choice. And to do that, I had to break it a little. I had to say no. That's how young children learn, right? Their first words tend to be no rather than yes, because they're feeling their power. They feel that they have impact on the life around them, that they can make a change, that they can impact the people in in care of them. And they do that by disagreeing with them, by pushing back, by saying, no, I don't want to. So I was able to indulge my little me and say no to a few things. 
but here's the hard bit. Not to everything. I've done that before. I've been there. And it's so disruptive because like that little child who's just figuring it all out, I'm probably going to say no to things I actually really want. Making decisions in that time of TCK internal upheaval is not a great choice. (laughs) But putting a little pause, creating a little space, some recovery time, some gentleness, that was worth it. And 24 hours later, I had a renewed sense of, ah, this is my life I have chosen. And real appreciation, actually, for the people who have stuck around, for the things that have stuck around. I don't know where you are at in your TCK process But if any of this resonates, hang in there. There's something wonderful about grappling with sameness. And one day I'm not going to be scared of it. One day I'm not just going to seek it and grow it and build my resilience to it because I know it's good for me like broccoli. One day I'm going to revel in it. I'm going to revel in it just the same way that I revel in change and being able to start new things and begin new projects and have new ideas. All those things that I've learned through mobility, I also want to learn stability because that gives me choice. That helps me keep the things in my life that I want to keep and it helps me grow my life because I can edit it and push it forward rather than having to ground zero every time. And that will give me a mature life. So if it takes a 24-hour tantrum every now and again to push into that maturity, well, that's the paradox of my life and that's the paradox of a TCK life, I believe. If any of this has resonated, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Bye.